Hi, this is Armando from Don't Throw Out the Dog, the show where we take a closer look at your dog's behaviors to help you understand your canine friend. Hey everyone, welcome back and welcome to 2021. Happy New Year to every one of you. Um, It's been a tough year, I know, for many of us. Some of us have thrived, some of us have done well. And others, individually and businesses, have tanked. We haven't done so well. So here's my sincere hope that you have a fantastic new year and that you thrive and that you find success in it in many ways, um, especially when it comes to your dog. Or not especially, but when it comes to your dog. It's, uh, because obviously this is a dog training podcast. So let's get down to the work, the nitty-gritty. I want to talk today briefly about this one pervasive idea. Um, w- of all the myths that go on about dogs and dog behaviors, and there are many of them, um, which lead to our misunderstanding, misdiagnosing, mis- misinterpretation, and the, and, and the wrong way of dealing with the behavior. Of all the myths out there, this is perhaps the most pervasive that I come across. The idea that a dog or your dog has been abused at some point in his or her life. And this is most commonly thought of of dogs that are exhibiting some kind of uh, w- some kind of behavior that tugs at our heart uh, along the lines of you know uh, a lack of confidence, uh, skittishness, the fearful type of dog, the dog that, that isn't very curious or doesn't go out to explore because of that curiosity, the dog that just wants to huddle and, and stay in its crate or in a corner or doesn't do well with other dogs. Um, these dogs tug at our heart. And when we pull these heartstrings, one of the things that we arrive at is that the dog, well, must have been abused at some point in, in their lives, as if those behaviors would never have seen the light of day um, it, with, without some kind of physical abuse. And usually when we say physical abuse, uh, we say abuse, it is physical that we think of, and it's usually at the hands of, of another human, right? But let's take a, a closer and deeper look at this. Uh, first off, when you're dealing with these kind of behaviors in dogs, it's not uncommon that many of these are rescue dogs. And that just kind of l- lends more to the myth and the idea that the dog is... Uh, is exhibiting the kind of behaviors that he or she is because they were abused at some point. This, uh, of course, isn't true, but it seems to be like the thing with rescue dogs is like, yes, clearly some of them have their own, many of them have their own baggage, uh, but it's not just rescue dogs. You can get yourself a purebred dog, and that dog can bring all sorts of baggage for a variety of different reasons many of them uh, which uh, run in parallel to the reasons that uh, a rescue dog would have. So just because a dog is rescued doesn't necessarily mean that he or she is going to have some kind of behavioral issues. But it's not unlikely to experience dogs with behavioral issues, uh, have them have these issues tug at our heartstrings and immediately lead to the conclusion that the dog was abused at some time and that dog happens to be a rescue, right? But let's just take a closer look at this and let's just take a look at, at rescues and the lives that rescues may, may have had prior to coming into your life, into your home, and prior to being adopted. Because, again, with the baggage of a rescue dog is... 
what we think is that the dog must have been abused at some point. And, and this is the, the, I think, not verbatim, but this is kind of like the staple answer or question that they have uh, when, they, when it comes to asking whether their dog was abused. And they ask it of me as if I have some kind of crystal ball and I can look back onto the past and know for certain whether the dog was abused or not. And um, what they typically ask is, well, you know, if they had the dog for two years, well, we don't know what happened to the dog uh, for the past two years or the two years before he came into our lives. Uh, Maybe he was abused. Maybe he was mistreated by someone. Uh, But it doesn't need to be a dog who was a little older and and then suddenly adopted. It it could be be a dog who's just been with you for, you know, it's four months old and the dog comes into your life. Oh, we don't know exactly what happened to the dog uh, during his first four months or if she was abused. Uh, and this is why she's so scared of men. Um, so none of this has anything to do with reality. Very quick notes that you want to bear in mind when it comes to rescue dogs. These are dogs that end up in either shelters or foster homes uh, in rescue organizations, which then, of course, go into foster homes before they end up in your home, right? And this, and yes, many, many times these dogs have their own baggage. But let's just take into consideration very briefly, in a general manner of speaking, some of the things that could go on with these dogs before they end up into your home, and none of which have to do with physical abuse. So one is that many dogs are weaned way too early from their mother and litter mates. That means that they're removed from their mom and their litter mates before they get the opportunity to really learn some of the vital skills that are going to come into play when it comes to uh, socializing with especially other dogs, okay? Play among being among the top of them. So dogs learn how to read social cues. Dogs learn a great deal about bite inhibition, right? They, know, they learn how to read uh, language in other dogs. And when I say social cues, that means that they learn how, how to read exactly what, what the body posturing means, uh, what a certain look means, uh, you know, when it's safe to engage and when they need to kind of pull back a little bit. And a dog that is uh, removed from mom and litter mates too early, and too early is questionable, but generally speaking, anything before eight weeks old is too early in my opinion. Some people will have uh, varying opinions on that, but in my opinion, anything below or before eight weeks old is too young, okay? Uh, So these dogs do struggle in life because they don't have the ability to properly engage and play with other dogs. And you can see these in dogs who who then grow up and go into other homes and get adopted. And they, they want to play, they want to socialize, uh, but they have a play deficiency of sorts. Again, because not only can they not read the proper cues in other dogs, but they don't know how to give off the proper cues themselves. Uh, These are the overexcited, over-exuberant, almost uh, obnoxious-like dogs who just don't know how to stop, who are always on the go, 
And that can lead to a lot of problems because you know, they, most dogs don't like that manner of engaging. And at some point, they run across a dog that really lets them know, hey, I don't like that manner of engaging with me. And that can start the dog's mind going into a whole different spiral of, of confusion and conflict, uh, leading even to defensive and aggressive-like behavior. The other thing to consider is that many of these other, many of these dogs who are going to rescues don't get the opportunity to be properly socialized. Uh, so either they're inadequately socialized or not socialized at all. And I have said many times on this podcast in past episodes, if your dog is not properly socialized, or rather, let me, let me rephrase that. If at some point in your dog's life, your dog who is a, is a nice, friendly, fluffy, social dog develops some kind of behavior that you consider to be alarming, maybe it's uh, aggressive, uh, a fearful or skittish um, uncertainty around people or other dogs, there is a very, very good probability that it, it ties into the amount of socialization that uh, your dog was afforded when he was younger, when he or she was younger, right? So these dogs don't get much socialization. The third thing with many of these rescue dogs is that they are shuffled around from place to place to place. So some dogs are, again, removed too early from their, their litter mates. They're, they're given, they're maybe adopted into a home, right? Um, they don't work out for whatever reason in that home. And when I say they don't work out, it could easily mean that the human just doesn't want a dog because that's how fickle and heartless some humans are, right? After they bring a dog in, it's just like, oh, you're disposable. I don't want you. Let's put you away. So they give them away and the dog ends up in maybe a rescue and then a foster home, possibly another foster home, maybe another home that doesn't work out. So many of these dogs end up in situations where for the first few months and sometimes, sometimes, which is really heartbreaking, even years before they are fully adopted and settled into a what we call a forever home, some of these dogs are just shuffled around from place to place to place. Now, think about what that does to a dog psychologically, what it would do to you, to a human. Think about or human orphans and what that does to them psychologically. These dogs don't get the ability to really settle into a home environment, right? So they don't really get into a, a headspace where they feel completely established and stabilized. Uh, furthermore, they rarely, if ever, get the opportunity to really fully develop a lasting bonding relationship with a human. They're shuffled around from place to place, but that means that they're also shuffled around from person to person, relationship to relationship, and they're all different. So all of that can be very unsettling for the dog, not to mention that some of these dogs end, end up in shelters for a certain period of time. Imagine what that could do to the wrong kind of dog. No dog does well in a shelter over a prolonged period of time. No dog does well in a shelter over a prolonged period of time. Uh, and if you have a dog who is maybe lacking in, in, in confidence, a little fearful, a little anxious, uh, and you put them into a shelter, well, that's just, just going to 
going to go even worse. So to recap quickly, just think about all of these, these, these situations that a, a rescue may potentially get into. You have a, a, a dog that is weaned too early from families, from, from litter mates, right? Just call them family, from their family, from their brothers and sisters and their mother, right? They don't get the opportunity to learn social cues. They, number two, don't get properly or adequately so- socialized, if at all. Number three, they are shuffled around from home to home, don't get a sense and a, and a chance to stabilize and to develop lasting bonding relationships with humans. Any one of these, any one of these can set a dog up for failure for life, okay? Now, it depends on the dog. I will say this. I say this a thousand times. It depends on the dogs. Dogs vary in personality and resiliency, so it depends on the dog. Some dogs bounce back from certain situations. Others do not. So any one of these can set a dog up for failure. When you have a combination of all three of these things going on at once, that's a recipe for potentially bad things to happen with a dog for the rest of his or her life. In other words, what I mean is that it's a recipe for behavioral issues to not only develop but be so deeply ingrained within the dog that by the time that dog ends up in your home, that dog has already been struggling with those behavioral issues and those psychological mental states of mind for a very long time. And you're more than likely either going to struggle to uh, get the dog into a more balanced state or that dog will remain that way for the rest of his or her life. And it could also very easily, if you don't understand exactly what could have gone on with this dog prior to you coming on, it could easily lead you to misdiagnose the dog as potentially having been abused at some point. Let me just say, and I don't know this, again, I don't have a crystal ball, but I think the likelihood of a dog being physically abused by someone, and we're talking about a rescue dog, being physically abused by a human, and I mean being hit upon, right, Uh, have pain inflicted upon them, uh, I think those are remote. I think those are very rare. Does it happen? Of course, I'm sure it happens. But does it happen often enough to, you know, every other dog has been abused? Highly, highly unlikely. Now, abuse comes in a variety of ways. Like you don't have to be uh, physically abusing a dog for that to be categorized as abuse, right? Uh, Neglect can be uh, abusive. So again, uh, another thing that could have happened to a rescue dog is he ends up in a home and he's neglected. That dog is never taken out, never trained, never really has a a human that he considers a leader, never has a human who he can really bond to, uh, always feels a little insecure within that home because no one is helping guide him or instructing him. Um, So, you know, know, abuse can, uh, neglect can be abuse as well. But anyway, it's my long-winded way of saying that just because you have one of those fearful type dogs, insecure dogs, the ones that pull at your heartstring that make you kind of think, oh my God, what's happened to this dog? He's so sad. He's pathetic. No, that does not mean that your dog was physically abused. In fact, that's very unlikely. And one other thing that I will add to this as an end note here is that one other area where people get stuck is the desire to want to know what happened with their dog. I, I want to know why my dog is like this. Like they get stuck on this thing of I've got to know why my dog 
feels this way. And sometimes they don't say it that way. They don't verbalize it like I need to know. But you can see, I can see that they're just stuck in a way of thinking. Like they, their mind has to follow some kind of trajectory to get to the point where they see and understand what happened to the dog prior to them coming to their house and being adopted. And let me tell you that if you're going to deal with a dog that has a behavioral issue, and when I say behavioral issue, again, I'm not going into aggression. I'm just mean that your dog is fearful, not confident, right? Um, and the signs are, are, are very visible, like very skittish, very uncomfortable around unfamiliar people or dogs. That's a behavioral issue of sorts, right? So you don't need to know what happened to your dog. You don't need to know what happened to your dog. You know it already. The dog is fearful of men. Well, that's your answer. You don't need to know that, you know, he, that, that's what you address. You don't need to know that he was hurt by a man or abused by a man or had a man yell at him. Maybe that never happened. The dog is fearful of men. The dog doesn't like children. Well, that's your answer. You don't need to know that the dog was hit by uh, a kid with a box of Legos. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It doesn't factor into it. You know, you, you don't, the dog doesn't like other dogs. That's, that's what you address. That's it. You address those issues. You address what the dog is showing you right there. What the dog is telling you, that's what you address. You don't need to second guess it. You don't need to go back into the past and figure out why your dog doesn't like men. That's nonsense. Address what your dog is feeling. That's what you deal with, okay? Otherwise, forget it. You're banging your head against the wall for what? For nothing. You're, it's, it's, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to arrive anywhere. It's a mystery you're never going to be able to solve, and you don't need to solve it. So that's it for today. Give that some thought. Um, if you don't have one of these kind of dogs who you feel has been abused at some point, I can almost assure you you've come across a dog owner who has a dog that is not very confident, is a little fearful, a little skittish, and you've heard them say, well, he may have been abused at some point. Nonsense. Now that you have the information and you know the, the key reasons as to why the dog may be behaving the way that he is, enlighten them a little. All right, listen, all the best to every one of you. Once again, a happy new year. Go leave me a five-star review, please, will you? And uh, I'll be back in another week. All the best to you. Take care.